Welcome to Produce Talks. This whole business is based on relationship and friendships. Food is darn simple. What can we do? What are other countries doing? How important it is for industry to be talking about this. We're going back to the farm. We're going back to the whole food. Welcome to Produce Talks, the CPMA podcast. My name is Ian Brody, and today I am joined on the line by Davis Young and Oline Smethurst for our Between Two Chairs episode. We take a look back at the last several months, revisiting the ways that CPMA continues to support the produce industry with new resources and advocacy efforts. We also take a look at what's ahead and talk about some of the ways that members and industry partners can get engaged with CPMA. We hope you enjoy this episode and stay tuned for more great content. Davis and Olean, welcome back to the podcast. I'll have you start off by introducing yourselves to any new listeners. So my name is Olean Smethurst. I am the past chair of CPMA and I'm an assistant vice president for Costco Canada. I'm Davis Young. I am the president and CEO of Fresh Direct Produce. I am the chair for the CPMA this year and been involved with the CPMA Board of Directors since 2011. Yeah, so combined, you have volunteer leadership experience of over 20 years with the CPMA. Um, that's that's a lot of time outside of your day jobs. It's really, it's interesting how I got started with CPMA. It was my boss that wanted me to get involved. And we're so focused on our own world um, at Costco and probably every other retailer in the world is the same way. But CPMA has helped me better understand what's going on in the industry. And by getting involved in the committees, it's helped me understand what our issues and challenges are as an industry with government, technology, and everything else that's gone on. And then personally, the industry is filled with such incredibly talented and insightful people that the networking has been invaluable for me to actually meet up with new and different growers in different areas. And it's truly helped me expand um, the offerings that we have at Costco. You know, CPMA is very fortunate to have volunteer leaders such as yourselves uh, Davis, if you want to expand on that, you know, why is it important or, or beneficial for you to be so involved with, with CPMA? First, I've been very fortunate to receive a lot of support from past and current CPMA board members, staff, and also the CPM, CPMA programs throughout my career. It just feels good to be able to give back and support an industry that has given me so much Second, I, I want to encourage a more diversified representation of members in CPMA, as I believe we have the opportunity to have more women and visible minorities participating and representing in CPMA committees and board of directors. Yeah, one thing that I've noticed more recently is that a lot more women in produce have been joining CPMA committees, which is great to see, you know, as that diversity plays a real role in, in driving dialogue and, and innovation. Yeah, yeah. For me as an immigrant, right, I came to Canada when I was 17, enrolling in ESL classes as a foreign student. And I've been so blessed with, um, with this country. It's been so welcoming, supportive, and in our culture, uh, where I was born and raised in Hong Kong. We don't, we don't think about getting involved as much. We don't think about uh, participating in politics or nonprofit organizations. And and my experience here for the last 28 years within the Produce Association with the CPMA and the industry has just, has just been amazing. So I really want people to get involved. Um, you give 
what you get and and to support these amazing organizations because at the end we all going to benefit if you, if this is your career this is a vacation and and so with with all the impacts from covid right now uh we we need strong leadership and, and guidance now more than ever Olene, as as our current past chair you know your term ended in may and certainly didn't end the way anyone would have anticipated you know with the cancellation of the uh, convention and trade show but I recall during our virtual AGM, you said that the last few months, you know, really showcased that CPMA is so much more than just a convention and trade show. Um, expanding on that, what really stands out to you when you reflect on your year as, uh, as chair? It was definitely a very interesting year and definitely not the norm, um, but it's, it, it was an amazing year. And we're, you know, going back on what I said at the AGM, I think I was absolutely stunned and in a good way because the amount of work that CPMA does and is doing and has done, to be honest with you, on projects is remarkable. And I think until you're actually, you know, involved with all the committees and everything that's going on on a day-to-day weekly basis, like Ron and I spoke almost every other day, you don't really understand how much work is entailed and how much work we do um, as an association for the industry. The sustainability and food waste issues that we've been working on and tackling the plastics working group alone. When I think about what that accomplished, it brought together all retailers in Canada, including, you know, Costco, which we construe to be, we construe ourselves to be a non-conventional retailer. And we had numerous suppliers um, with all the retailers together trying to figure out how we as an industry can address the growing cons- you know, consumer concern about too much plastic it was phenomenal to get that participation and that dedication from retail, I think, alone. We had one meeting where all retail was in the room, and we, we agreed on certain things that we thought would be the right thing to do for the industry and to move forward on the topic. That, for me, was a first and extremely necessary because we have to move in one direction if we're going to make change possible and not have a negative impact on anything and increase costs. Um, the work done by CTMA, Ron, and the staff during this whole COVID situation, the communication that they had on an hourly basis with all the government um, relations and the issues and member relations has been unbelievable. So it, it truly opened my eyes to how much we do as an association for the industry and even for helping government understand the industry, which was truly impactful for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, just reflecting on it more. Um, you know, I think the last time that we really spoke was at our farm to plate event on the Hill, and that was late February. So, I mean, you look at that timeline, um, you know, when we're advocating on key issues like crop protection, financial protection, sustainability. Um, but, you know, events like that and our advocacy efforts over the past few years, you know, really positioned us in a great place to work with those senior government officials. We can see. Sorry, Ian, because you can see the response that we've been getting from the government when we do the on the you know the events on the hill, etc. You can see there's so much more communication, and they know us now. I think there was an there was an amazing connection uh, this last round that I noticed the difference in how they're reacting to what we're saying and they're listening. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you can really see how we've grown that whole sector. Yeah, no, it goes a long way in terms of. I mean, Ron has been presenting to you know, the House of Commons Health Committee, Agricultural Committee, Finance Committee, um, those, those talks are ongoing on like a daily 
a weekly basis with with government stakeholders. So it's a real effort that I, I think has sort of culminated, I think, over the last couple of years. Uh, so where we can give better support for the industry on key issues like you know PPE and labor and flexibility and labeling on packaging and things like that. So. Well, the work, the work on the lot code, the lot codes alone has been tremendous that Jane and the team have done. So yeah, it's, but it's remarkable because you don't realize what's being done behind the scenes. Yeah, for sure. So um, Davis, I'll turn to you, you know, coming in during these unique times, um, have you had to change or adjust your approach to your year as chair? And what are you hoping to accomplish for the year? First, I, I want to echo what Olin just um, mentioned about the work and the effort that CPMA staff and the executive, and of course Olin um, as as the as the chair last year, that um, the things that have been done and accomplished in the last few months uh, is just incredible. Um, having the privilege to witness it on the front row seat of all the weekly calls and um, almost every other day, there's some updates and meetings to uh, address uh, COVID related issues. Um, just, just, just feeling blessed to be part of the, um, the, the organization that is doing a lot for the members. Um, for, for myself, definitely the, with the travel and public gathering restrictions, um, uh, all the plans that to attend the events and to be connected with members and uh, with other associations now were either canceled or moved to virtual. So we really rely on the weekly CPMA executive call to keep each other updated on many um, uh, current issues or projects that CPMA is undertaking. And also being connected to each regional uh, executive member, um, that has been tremendously helpful in terms of um, pulling together, supporting each other, uh, so I feel um, even though it's difficult, but we pivot, we, um, we, we adjust uh, really quickly and very effectively. So there are three priorities I, I hope to accomplish uh, this year as a chair. Uh, first, to prepare and ensure the financial health of the organization. And this is the utmost importance. Uh, this is a 95-year-old uh, organization that has a lot of legacy and, and strong foundations. Uh, coming to COVID, that really, really, really um, hit hard with the uh, financial impact from, uh, from the convention cancellations. And now with some uncertainty around uh, uh, next year's uh, convention, uh, we really have to come up with um, uh, some good plans to make sure that we are financially uh, sustainable uh, for all the staff and also for all the member services that we are providing. So that's number one. Number two is to provide members with more resources and tools to address the changing marketplace because of COVID. Uh, we know it's, this is not going to be you know, back to normal overnight, and this, this is going to be a gradual recovery. And there are a lot of things happening in our sector. And in fact, there are even uh, within the different sectors, there are different uh, needs and concerns and, and problems that uh, as an organization, we, we, we need to understand and address them more effectively. So uh, I think one of the things that we've been doing is providing more uh, learning seminars, uh, learning lounges, and also addressing individual members' requests um, to a manner that is uh, effective for, for them. And the third piece is to increase collaborations amongst um, members and also regional associations. 
um, to support local communities and also vulnerable, vulnerable populations. Uh, why this is important, I think when times are challenging, when times are tough, um, uh, people wanted to reach out, people wanted to be connected. And I think we had an organization that with, um, you know, uh, uh, almost 900 members uh, in, in, in Canada and in the US or Mexico or other places. And now with you know, virtual meetings and with uh, calls that we are really able to connect and address issues that is cross borders, but also as well as uh, the local market. So um, there's one initiative that we, we, uh, we take on this year is to kind of collaborate with um, CPMA and regional associations and having members uh, in each region to donate and sponsor fresh produce and donate to the frontline workers and vulnerable uh, uh, communities. Uh, so we started in BC already. Next is going to be Alberta. We just had a call this morning with uh, Quebec and the Atlantic provinces. Next week, we're going to be um, uh, also uh, talking to um, uh, the uh, Perrier uh, province and, uh, and, and Quebec. And so this is going to be uh, one uh, project that we are taking, but I think the spirit behind it is really we're going to come together and make a healthy difference in our industry. We'll keep the conversation going after a quick word from our sponsor, Nature Fresh Farms. Hi everyone, it's Sarah from Nature Fresh Farms. As we continue to navigate through these uncertain times, our team has worked tirelessly to bring you fresh vegetables during a period where maintaining your health is crucial. With our committed team, we are confident in our surety of supply, delivering consumers nutritional product throughout the year. For more information on our products, visit www.naturefresh.ca. Expanding on, on COVID, I know people in, in our sector and, and other sectors are, are probably a little bit tired of the continuous media and, and, and talk around it. The impacts from COVID-19 are, are wide ranging for businesses across the sector. Oline, I'm going to put you on the spot here for you. I'm, I'm sure it has meant less travel. Way less travel. And uh, for some in produce, you know, they've seen very positive changes due to, you know, changes in consumer buying patterns or hoarding that, you know, started during the pandemic, uh, while others like those in food service, you know, are, are only now just seeing some recovery. How do you see phase three moving forward? for our domestic and, and international business? Um, I'm, well, I'm pleased that we're hitting phase three for, well, for most of Ontario anyway, right? And mm-hmm. um, I think each province is doing, you know, we're, we're getting through this, thank goodness. To be honest, I, I'm, I'm positive about produce in general. I think we've had the most amazing support from the vendors that we deal with. Uh, they have jumped through absolutely every hoop known to mankind to make sure that they tried to keep us in stock as best as they could. We're still experiencing supply chain issues, um, especially when I think internationally. There's been a lot of issues out of South Africa with, you know, the ports being overwhelmed with the, the COVID because everyone's in different phases. So the, the ports, we've had issues with South African ports and vessels. And I don't know how long it's going to take till that gets, you know, normalized. It'll all depend on how everyone starts recuperating from everything. And labor is still an ongoing concern everywhere, including Canada. Mm -hmm. So I think everything is extremely positive for produce overall, in my opinion, because I think people are really wanting to eat healthy more so than ever, which is fantastic for us. Um, But I think we've still got a lot of challenges going forward, and hopefully we don't get the second wave, um, but we're way more prepared if we do. So I'm I'm thinking extremely positively for, for 
everything moving forward. I'm, I'm pleased and I, I think everything's moving in the right direction. I think um, what you just mentioned, Olin, about, you know, this kind of interruption, disruptions from um, overseas shipments, whether it's air shipments that um, been hit hard by the flight cancellations and also sea shipments from South Africa, you just mentioned, or even in Asia, there are a lot of uh, disruptions because um, the vessels are not full or they need to make uh, more drops or pickups um, from different ports. And, and, and those are challenges that I think our industry are very used to in terms of dealing with um, uh, this type of uh, logistics uh, issues. So, I mean, yeah, it's challenging, but at the same time, it's nothing really unusual in terms of it's just complexity and the challenges this uh, this type of things that are brought to to our members. Um, I think what is interesting is, um, you know, every, uh, you know, uh, adversity comes with opportunities. I think this is really a great uh, learning uh, for, for us. And some of the things that we uh, anticipated, uh, like, you know, in, 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 as a trends that like say online and home delivery and things like this, um, uh, we thought that, you know, it's going to be take, you know, maybe five to 10 years to see things mature. But with COVID, I think overnight, uh, we see the adoption rate of people ordering uh, produce online has gone up uh, uh, tremendously. So uh, the investment in technology and the um, now the openness of and adopting more technology into our industry, into the supply chain, I think really change uh, things. So for automation, I think uh, now we can see with the labor issues, um, uh, is it become more relevant than, than ever that uh, we, we, we needed to find alternative way to do farming, picking, packing, and uh, so robotics, AI automation uh, is now getting to the front of the topic again uh, for many uh, companies. Um, so on, on the other side, on the regulations and policies and program too, um, the government has always been very supportive of our industry. Uh, but with COVID, again, it kind of uh, getting some of this conversation front and center again. Uh, so I feel this, this is a time that for CPMA uh, to help really um, have a unified voice for the industry to really present the challenges and some of the key issues that need to be addressed um, for members are very, very effective. And we have seen some really, really positive results uh, the past couple months. So, uh, so I think this year is going to be critical that some of the um, issues or, or policy that we have been working the past uh, few years, uh, there might be an opportunity for us to uh, fast track those and uh, like regulatory modernization and, and things like that. Uh, I, think, I, I think it's a real opportunity for us to make some good progress uh, during difficult time. Definitely. Yeah. And, and that's, that's a great segue to my next question. Um, while the entire sector has changed, so too has CPMA. And, you know, the executive yourselves have, have been meeting weekly since March um, as the association looks across all of our services and our resources to ensure that, you know, we continue to meet the needs of our members and, and the industry at large. Do you feel that the resource needs and the member demands have changed and how can CPMA, you know, best continue to support our membership? Ian, based on what's happening currently and what's been happening, the CGM Committee, which is the Canadian Government Issues Management uh, Committee, has just put together, um, I guess you would call it a summary of the industry recovery recommendations for the COVID-19 pandemic. And it, it actually offers government 25 recommendations regarding public health, economic and logistical challenges that the industry has faced during this whole pandemic. For me, I read the whole package this morning, and it's just amazing how much work 
is in there and what we're actually trying to accomplish and try to help the industry get through this, especially if there's, um, you know, anything more coming down the road with this pandemic. It's covering so many different parts of what we've faced throughout this whole situation that it shows that definitely member member demands have changed because the you know, we've had to face so many things that we've never had to face before. Mm-hmm. And I think CTMA has done a, an absolute amazing job in, in go, well, what they're going to be doing, because this hasn't gone to government yet, but it will be going to government, in giving them really good information that they need to help the industry going forward. Yeah, I, I think I think we really um, need to uh, come together um, because we all have relationships. Uh, each member have um, a, a bank that we do business with. We all have uh, suppliers or customers that we do business with that are part of the industry or the fabric of the supply chain that uh, advocating for the industry, advocating for the collective good. If we look at the things that have been coming to us or to Ron and the CPMA in terms of uh, seeking advice or, or, or input, uh, this is a great opportunity for us to really express, you know, how good the industry is about, right? We are making a healthy difference. We're promoting healthy uh, diet and eating more fruits and vegetables. And in the past, sometimes our industry kind of... In, in the back um, of uh, many, many other uh, more interesting industry, whether it's you know, the financial sector, the real estate, or, or, or some of the technologies. And, and during this time, um, essential services, uh, you know, food, putting food on table, uh, making our farmers uh, being known, they, they are doing some hard work there and, and, and bring the challenges to, to, uh, to, to, to the policymakers. And, and so I feel this is, this is really um, uh, important time um, for our industry. So, for example, Bank of Canada will reach out and, and you know, uh, seeking uh, from our industry input, like, you know, what, what is the current kind of monetary or financial policy uh, having impact to our members? And so this is a great way for us to explain, you know, there are different different challenges, whether it's um, the farming side or from the wholesale side or the retail side. And this is just one example. There are many, many other uh, trade organizations or um, a regional association or from different federal or provincial or municipal government instead of reaching out. So I encourage members to really understand what CPMA is doing so that we could have a unified voice to, um, to, to bring out the, uh, the issues to, um, uh, to the policymakers to support us better. When we talk about, you know, developing member value and resources, we focus on a lot of topics of things like food safety, innovation, food waste, sustainability and packaging, market intelligence, you know, th- that list goes on. And those topic areas can really go quite deep themselves. Um, is there any specific topic or issue that you think is, is going to evolve and have an impact over the next year or so um, that, you know, maybe we should be focusing a little bit more on? I think we're focusing on a lot of the key, the key things, um, food safety. Uh, I just read some more today that, you know, consumers are still worried about whether COVID is, and food can be, you know, food can be a contaminant or what have you for, so food safety, I think is going to be still an ongoing focus for, for consumers. Food waste, sustainability, and packaging, for me, they are still top of mind. And even packaged product right now, I think you can, you can see that consumers are reaching towards that more so than the bulk because they feel a little bit more safe about it. Um, I think it's going to continue to be more, more demand from the consumers for that. Uh, I think plastics are going to be very important to consumers because they're appreciating prepackaged product that hasn't been, you know, cannot be touched by too many people in store. I think that's going to become more and more important. Um, And that in turn 
stay key will need us need us to stay focused on the packaging and how we package and the recyclability and the recycled content of packaging. That's gonna I think that's gonna come back to consumers' minds eventually in the next few months when all this calms down. So I think we've touched on most of the things that we need to stay focused on, we're already working on. I think also Davis, you touched on automation. I think that's gonna become even more important going forward, especially with the amount of foreign workers and labor issues that we still see and are seeing. So I, I agree that I think that's going to have to be um, in front of everyone's minds as well. Davis, anything to add? Yeah, I, I actually like to take it on a different perspective in terms of um, this may be an opportunity for us to look at some of the um, opportunities and challenges in a more um, balanced way. I think in the past sometimes when, when, when we had some advocates on one area or another that we feel uh, there's only one solution, but uh, looking at plastic as a good example that Olin just mentioned, right? Uh, during the pandemic, people realized the packaging is very important. So plastic is not necessarily the enemy, but like, you know, how can we um, embrace it and use it in a way that is the best for the environment, but, but at the same time also good for uh, consumers and, 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 and the growers and distributors. Um, so that, that is kind of one dynamics. And then if we look at um, uh, the global um, uh, economy and global sourcing versus uh, local demand, uh, there's a shift in uh, now people wanted to uh, buy more local products to support local growers and farmers. I think that's great. Uh, but at the same time, I think there's also a role for global producers and and um, a sourcing product from um, outside of the country because we don't we don't grow and we don't have a lot of products uh, just because of um, our, our climate and where we are. So there is a balance, and I think an understanding of a lot of things actually is not mutually exclusive. Uh, even on the uh, shopping uh, behavior, uh, the brick and mortars are definitely important. We need them. We need to have that. But at the same time, the online online delivery and home delivery, uh, we know that they could coexist and is actually complementary um, to uh, to where we are. And you look at the seniors or people that who are more vulnerable, they need to stay home. So how can they get the produce and how can they get food? Um, so I think now it really opens up that uh, dialogue that is more kind of um, uh, open to possibilities. And I think a lot of the work that and issues that um, the association is advocating and working on a lot of time, um, there are more than one perspective. And our, 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 I think our role is to really bridge and listen and encourage members to have more dialogues. And I, I feel very positive about all these things. So uh, I think it's actually, um, I think it brings out the best of uh, the people in, 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 in times like this versus, you know, um, we are focusing on all the challenges and negatives that are affecting the industry you know while there is so much uncertainty about you know the next couple months and and year ahead um you know the risk of a second wave and, and so on there there is still lots to be optimistic about Aline, i don't know if you want to expand on that at all you know before we wrap up is there anything that you would say that you know you could be certain about or, or you know optimistic about for produce industry uh looking ahead I'm completely optimistic. I think it's we've got a great opportunity on our hands. People right now are at home. They're cooking more. I think they're they're willing to try different things. They're much more open to trying things. We're seeing amazing sales, and I hope you know everyone else is seeing the same thing. I feel sorry for food service, but I think it's coming back ever so slowly. And I think that's also positive. I think a lot more people are trying you know Uber Eats and whatever else to get product to their homes. 
but I think people are a lot more open to cooking, which for us is a huge advantage. I also think we're an incredibly resilient and strong industry, and we're, we're so fortunate to be selling health to the world. We're in the perfect position right now to you know, get people more involved and more interested in produce. So I, I don't see, really, there's not a lot of negative for the future in my mind. Yeah, again, I just wanted to um, echo what Olin just said about the industry being resilient. Um, we, we are a resilient group. Um, we thrive under pressure and certainty and adversity. And, uh, and I, I really want to say thank you to Olin for the amazing uh, leadership the past year. And this is a big shoes to fill for myself, but um, I know our industry is working uh, well together and Olin is going to be uh, staying on board as past chair. So uh, really looking forward to amazing year and uh, whatever the convention in Vancouver looks like, um, we are asking for support and for uh, members to be engaged and uh, and uh, thank you again, uh, Olin, for the amazing uh, service uh, to the organization. Oh, thanks, Davis. That's super sweet of you. And I just know that regardless of what happens going forward, we're still going to be amazing as an association because we've got such an amazing group of staff and the industry that is involved with it is just remarkable. And I think we're just, we're growing stronger every year, in my opinion. So I think there's massive opportunities and I hope you have fun with your year. A little bit less, <laughs> a little bit, a little, little bit less chaos than I experienced. So enjoy yourself, and I know you're going to be awesome. So thank you. Thank you, thank you, Olin. I think that's a great way to cap it off. So uh, thank you so much, Olin and Davis, for joining another episode of Produce Talks. I hope you both uh, stay safe and uh, take care. Thank you. Same to you, Ian. Thank you so much. Thanks again to Davis and Olin for joining me on this episode. Until next time, fill half your plate with fruits and veggies, continue to seek out new knowledge, and basically never stop growing.